Dear listeners, my name is Tiasha Zaitz and I am the host of Faces of Digital Health, the podcast on how technologies are improving healthcare around the globe. The mission of this show is to share insights to multiply ideas for worldwide healthcare improvement. For this purpose, I like to choose my guests based on where they come from to present various cultures, quality of life around the world and various healthcare systems. As mentioned in the previous episode, the upcoming show this Friday will present the digital infrastructure of Estonia. But in the past, you could hear about India, Kenya, Europe, Asia and other countries. As an invitation to explore those discussions, here are a few thoughts about China, Japan, Germany, Dubai, Israel and Bolivia. Let's start with Shafi Ahmed, a futuristic surgeon from England, currently helping set up a futuristic hospital in Bolivia. I've been fortunate enough to be in a position where I've become part of this new project in Bolivia in a city called Santa Cruz de la Sierra, which is the second biggest city in Bolivia after La Paz. Uh, it has the biggest population, of course, of Bolivia. And with my colleague, Martin Dockweiler and his team, we are now building a hospital. It's a 250-bedded hospital with about 25 intensive care beds, and it will be a general hospital covering emergencies and elective admissions. You know, we all talk about this new healthcare system. I've been to many, many conferences, as you have, Tasha, with people talk about the future of healthcare. We want to do this with wearable technology, with AI, with blockchain, with whatever. And people talk about it endlessly. What we've got an opportunity here is we've got a blank canvas so that we can now put in place the right technologies to see if they work. It's a wonderful opportunity. We can put in AI chatbots. We can put in telemedicine. We can put in things like AR and VR in operating theatres. We can use 3D printed models to allow people to use For example, in orthopedics, where they broke limbs, for example, we could create 3D parts to correct that, for example. We could have a big data set, so everyone's data is captured, and we then can use that data to drive change. There's probably not a person that wouldn't know that Japan has a significant aging population challenge. The culture, however, is specific when you want to enter the market with digital health solutions. A few thoughts from... Kyoko Watanabe, a US-based VC from DEFTA Partners. Because of aging society, uh, they have a very strong robotics technology in Japan and also IoT area. In Japan, still, the best and brightest there in the uh, big companies or maybe government. But it's starting to shift a little bit. And young people uh, started working for startup companies or starting their own businesses. Because it's still, in Japan, culturally, it's difficult to to fail and start all over again. Uh, that's why probably some people in big company wants to start, but they are afraid. So from outside to going to Japan and uh, probably finding partners, that difficult or it's getting easier. Uh, but getting into market um, on their own, uh, still it's not easy because it's a very different culture, it's just different system, especially in healthcare, it's very different. A place some expats call paradise for innovation is Dubai. 
This is Brian De Francesca, an American with 20 years of experience working in Thailand, currently living in Dubai, where he runs his telemedicine company Vertu. The healthcare systems in most of Europe and most of North America uh, are suboptimal. Uh, I can speak specifically for the U.S. healthcare system. Uh, while there are certainly pockets of excellence there, medical education is a hundred years out of date, uh, is grossly inefficient. There are tremendous problems there. Uh, here in the UAE, when I first came 10 years ago, there's pretty much a blank slate and the opportunity to uh, take the best practices from around the world, hire uh, the best talent from around the world, uh, and build uh, a role model healthcare system. Uh, they could then be used as a role model to show others the best way to do it. There, there's a there's a flaw in us humans. We want everything to happen overnight. Uh, you know, we we kind of miss out on the fact that the UAE is barely 50 years old. Uh, you know, me personally, I'm older than the UAE. You know, so things don't happen quickly, and they definitely don't happen quickly in healthcare. I mean, healthcare reform in the U.S. has been going on for 50 years, and healthcare reform in the U.S. has not occurred for 50 years. You know, so when people come here and it's been a couple of years and not much change has been happened or change that's apparent to them done here, they're, they're not looking at it relative to the reality of the world. Israel is called the second Silicon Valley. Here are a few impressive statistics presented by Levi Shapiro, connector, VC, and entrepreneur from Israel. Compared to other uh, life science clusters, we have the highest uh, rate of um, graduate-level education. Roughly 48% of the population has a graduate degree, which means a uh, collegiate level or above, and that's very helpful. Uh, another very unique attribute besides the human resources is the ready access to capital. So there's a very strong culture of angel and seed capital and a very active and, I would say, uh, productive role by the Israeli government. Um, often they're willing to provide matching funds for R&D, not for marketing, not for sales, but if it's uh, commercializing fundamental R&D, the government is generally willing to sponsor about 50% of uh, R&D development costs. One of the most listened episodes from last year is the episode on China. Here's Bay McLaughlin, an American VC, entrepreneur and speaker based in China, who, among other things, writes a weekly column in Forbes titled This Week in China Tech. He who has the most money gets the best care. So you'll actually see a lot of families where they need, let's say critical illness would be a great example, like if someone gets cancer or something. Uh, unfortunately, in America, we understand that you can spend a lot of money or the West to get a specialist. The challenge is if you have something that's urgent in mainland China, you literally have to uh, give these red packets or bribes to go to see the doctor first. So people that have more money get more urgent care and get the best doctors. Uh, and if you're not living in what they call BSG or, or the Beijing, Shanghai, Guangzhou, the tier one cities, you won't get the same level of care in a tier two or a tier three city. So when you really need something specialized, they'll f their families are forced to either sell a lot of their assets, invest in that one person, move as a family closer to that bigger city where they're not allowed to be or not from. It's really, it can be tough. And I think that that's probably not completely different than what I you know, perceive as where I lived in America, the healthcare system, but the bribery and the kind of cutting of the line, that kind of stuff, I don't think you see as often here. And for the end, 
What can you expect from approaching insurance companies for reimbursement of your digital health solution in Germany? Klaus Stockemann from Peppermint Venture Partners. If successfully proven that they are effective and also can save money, so it's not always only quality of life of the patient, it's also about saving costs in one or the other way, um, then they are very open to, to, to talk to startups. And um, while they are so open or became open the last three, four years, um, you still have to fulfill um, different requirements. And um, we have a couple of startups in our portfolio, basically, who have made it, but it took between a year or one and a half years and two, two and a half years until actually a pair uh, was willing to reimburse a solution. As mentioned, the links to all these discussions are in the show notes. Explore other episodes as well. Perhaps see their descriptions on Faces of Digital Health Medium page. And of course, stay tuned. Leave a rating or review wherever you get your podcast. And do share this or other episodes with your network and help contribute to the mission of this podcast, which is sharing insights to multiply ideas for worldwide healthcare improvement. <music>